You are listening to An Awful Lot of Running, a Doctor Who podcast. do another countdown leading up to your little introduction yeah should we just yeah yeah because it makes it easy actually me to, uh, i mean that we could both collapse and that could do it yeah sure thing let's do that then okay okay three two, two one oh. <laughs> <laughs> i i think that's done it <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to an awful lot of running, a Doctor Who podcast. Woo! There it is. I am Jack Alexander, uh, one part of your hosting team, the uber fan of the production, as I like to call myself. Join me, as always, the Yeti, to my <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> it works out because he's got facial hair as well. Oh, yes. It's only published <laughs> author, Robin Fole. Uh, How are you doing tonight, mate? I am... Doing brilliantly. I I love that you've called me a Yeti tonight. That's just um, praise coming from the great intelligence, as he undoubtedly <laughs> called himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Yeti. The Yeti are so cool. I, I, I've always thought they were really, really awesome, and I've never seen the Yeti story, so I'm just so, so gutted that I miss BFI, especially when I've looked at all your amazing photos on Twitter and all the shenanigans you were having and just thinking, oh, that's that's oh, my yeah. boy growing up and hanging out with the other boys <laughs> in, the, in the playground. Oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something we're going to talk about tonight is mm. the, you know, seeing the abominable snowmen at the BFI and my experience there and seeing people, which is lovely. But um, tonight is going to be like, it's like a grab bag of stuff because we haven't got in particular like, a topic per se that we're going to talk about or pitch or mm. talk about certain episodes we've just got like a whole host of stuff it's like a top of the week sort of thing really where it's just like there's so much going on we just want to talk about all these little bits you know yeah we, we just want to gossip for a bit with our pick and mix bag pretty much yeah that's what it is like you know i tell you what i'll have the i'll have the um the uh you know the the space hoppers you know, oh, the, uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or sources you know you can you can take the uh, strawberry pencils and then we'll we'll divide it up that way good, and good there's choice. the giant snake and we'll we'll break that in half you can have half, <laughs> half, half of the gummy snake and... <laughs> uh, i tell you what before we start robin how are you doing tonight mate how are you doing how what have you been up to recently mate i have been absolutely brilliant um i'm i'm about to sound as if i have a bit of a promotion going on here or that I'm trying to advertise something while I'm really am not. Um, I have been indulging 
in the Shonen Jump app, um, which has been so good. I cannot believe I've not looked into this proper before. Like one ninety nine a month, absolute steal. Again, wish I was being sponsored by them because I'm a huge weeb as it is. So come on, guys, just just sponsor us already. We're, <laughs> we're both weebs at this point. Um, oh yeah, but it's so good. It is the amount of content on there, and even the preview option where it's like you get three chapters of each one to just you know just just give a little appetizer of them. It's like awesome. I'll do that. Um, let's find out what's hip with the kids these days with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which has been oh. really good so far. Um, I, do you I know really what? Know what that. as well? I really, I, I really want to read that one because I've watched the first episode I know, and I know people love it and I thought it was fantastic. But I like to read my manga physically. But I tell you what. For years now, I have not been able to find a volume one for love nor money anywhere. That and Chainsaw Man, really? just, they just non-existent, you know? Oh, see, me and my missus were trying to get hold of a physical copy of um, Spy X Family because we absolutely that love too. the anime. And you cannot get volume one anywhere. And yeah, physical is so much better. The feel, the smell, having it on your shelf, but... One ninety nine a month, and that's oh, yeah. for as much as you want. And I, I did it. I did it about a year or two back to to catch up with my Hero Academia, mm. and just binged through that and just got caught up completely. And I, st- I got caught up completely. And it got to a part which is going to be adapted in probably the newest series, which just got me very. It got me feeling things, and I, I got upset. Uh, so. I think I know the arc you're talking about, and oh, that's a good one. That is so yeah. good. And and funny enough, I have also been reading Chain Chainsaw Man. Um, just wanted to find out what the fuck is the deal with this guy with all these chainsaws. I get it; he's a man. I get it; it's chainsaws. But what's the what's the gimmick? And it's like, Wait, actually, this on. has been Chainsaw Chainsaw Man is about a man that has chainsaws. What? I know. Plot twist. I, I, I thought it was going to be like a Yu-Gi-Oh um, whip off or something, but no, I was completely <laughs> wrong. Wow. Oh my god. Love it. Yeah, but so much good stuff. Like. Again, sound like I'm advertising here, but just just throwing it out there because I've been literally doing a mixed bag of all sorts. Um, the Hunters Guild, Red Herd, Doctor Stone, Gunblaze West, uh, Dragon Quest: The Adventures of Dai, um, and I've got like a ton of others which I've just downloaded and I'm just slowly going through. I really want to yeah, find out what there's... Lovers War is about. Well, I mean, there's. I think it's you've got all the back half book as well. Like you've got One Piece and Naruto on there as well. Dragon Ball Super, mm. and Boruto as well. Like there's Mate, loads, loads. That is exactly why I've got it because I'm about to depart my on a holiday coming up, and I figured, you know what? I've dusted off my old tablet. It's time to download like a hundred chapters of One Piece and just blitz through that while I'm flying. Because that would just be so good. Come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams. Gosh. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. So I've I've mainly just been a massive weeb and just finally doing a ton of weeding. 
And when I haven't been doing that, I've been a massive weeb and playing Dragon Ball Kakarot. So you can tell what I've been up to recently. Oh, I've, I've just dived back, back to that recently because I realised I got it on the Switch last year. And yeah, yeah. I hadn't done the DLC yet. So I'd, I'd done all of Majin Buu. Oh, I hadn't nice. done battles of I hadn't done the Battle of Gods. I hadn't done the Resurrection F. I still need to do a, a history of Trunks, which is great as well because Trunks is like my favorite character in all Dragon Ball. Future same, Trunks. Same, same. Uh, go a little that. And yeah, it's, do you know what? It's that power fantasy, isn't it? Because you mm. do. It really does make you feel like Goku, which is so cool. You know, I. It's the fact that this Dragon Ball game. <sighs> It's, it's so difficult to compare the two between Kakarot and Fighters because both of them look outstanding. Like, mm. they both really put you into the anime. And, oh, Kakarot's been so, so much fun. Like, the fact that, hey, here's the open world for you to go out and explore, do all these side quests. Um, I'm still very much um, in the Freezer arc, um, just going through the Ginyu Force, which has been so much fun because i i love those goofs um <laughs> and uh I'm, yeah the switch version you get that dlc for free so mm, definitely let exactly, me know yeah. how good that is it runs really well on the switch like i thought i thought it wouldn't i thought we'd have another witcher 3 situation which which i say that i i never had an issue with witcher 3 but apparently people said there was an issue and then the patch mm. came and we fixed it or something but I thought it was fine. But yeah, no, it, it, it runs so smoothly. It looks wonderful. It's a beautiful good, game. Good. I tell you what, though, I have to, I have to laugh because I got into a couple bits and I whipped my phone out to play music and the actual... So, like, it got to... <laughs> when, I, when I got to, like, Gohan's uh, Super Saiyan 2 transformation in the Cell arc, oh, nice, I, yeah. I whipped out my phone. I was playing... Um, oh, what's it called? Um, Day of Fate, you know, like, you know... Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, which they, which they play, which they play in a you know DBZ abridged as well. Because I was just like, ah, oh. and yeah. it just added so much to the moment. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I I love then, like, my Dragon got, Ball. And oh no, sorry, you, you uh, can't first before I say this. No, so. no, I was gonna say, and then I got to Battle of Gods, and like it was the Super Saiyan God fight against Beerus, uh, and I and it's different in the game. How they do it. It's just, you know, it was, and I was playing, you know, uh, the um, uh, Hero by Flo. And then I got to the uh, Resurrection fight and I was playing the Freeze, a Freeze, a Freeze, a Freeze. <laughs> oh, now oh, if so only fun. they could adapt um, Broly. Because I want to be able to punch Broly so oh. hard that I break dimensions. Because that is fucking words <laughs> oh my god that was so oh it's so good but i do think because i know they're coming out with dlc next year they're gonna have the bardock uh special mm. as one which, is, which i'm like eh, that's all right i wouldn't be surprised if uh, to be honest i imagine what they'll probably do the freaking super saiyan bardock uh special after that which would just be annoying because that's not a good ova but oh, i'd really i'd really love them to go into goku black and uh, like the tournament of power, I think that'd be so much fun, you know. Oh, I, I still need to, I still need to watch more Super. I just, I keep, I find Super a bit of a struggle, actually, because there's so much of it that I generally really, really like, and I really love how they've developed most of the cast, except for Goku, who I feel everyone else has taken two steps forward and he's taken two steps back. 
yeah absolutely it's 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 genuinely it's so annoying because it's not the same goku that we saw in the cell arc or the boo arc like at yeah. all even it's it's one well, it's not the same goku we saw in z at all it's this weird homer simpson goku is uh it is us with you know i say that but you still get the amazing moments of like you know him seeing mr satan and then chi chi appearing he's like ah you know mr satan punch pretends to punch him and goku flies <laughs> off he's like ah oh wait i forgot my tractor yes <laughs> that is a stellar scene <laughs> which is which is so good yeah, i tell you what if you think it's a slog to get through imagine what it was like week to week mate where and I was and I was I watched it week to week because I was so excited because it was the first time in my life a Dragon Ball show was playing week to week. Mate, so I remember how excited you were of like you were constantly messaging me about it and I was like, dude, I love how excited you are for it. I was yeah. generally really. Happy. I got I gotta say I gotta say when you get into for me when you get into the uh, build up to the tournament of power. And then, sort of towards the second half of the tournament of power, it feels really worth it, like the journey you've okay. gone through. But there are a few little dips and things there, and it, <laughs> there are issues I have with the tournament of power. But I won't talk about that now. But overall, I really enjoyed it, and the end, the end, the end episode of it is perfect. So, but yeah, we're, oh. we're a Doctor Who podcast, and we talk about Dragon Ball now. Let's let's talk about something else, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, what What have you been up to then, Jack? Go on then, tell me. Well, I very recently uh, took a trip to London, uh, Robin, as you've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. I uh, I went to the BFI uh, to watch with a bunch of other people in the Who community and people that we can, which that we call friends now and what have you, which is <laughs> lovely, you know, and a massive progression from where I was sort of last year when I went to see Galaxy 4 there. And I saw, I watched what's currently going to be the final animation, uh, animated reconstruction of a of a sixty really? story. Yeah, they there's a whole thing about that, and I won't get into all of it now. But oh, sure, sure. Basically, but, but you know, there was there's yeah, I'll get into that anyway. But basically, you know, <laughs> I watched the Evolved Snowman, which, uh, as Davis will tell us, is a ten out of ten episode. Right, Sam. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I can hear him shouting now. I meant the target. The target's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it, it, and do you know what? No matter what the what I thought of the episodes, the the day I had was phenomenal. Uh, people mm. I met was fantastic, you know. Just at the start of the day, I uh, I met Oliver, I met Oliver Smith uh, at the train station at Pallington and we went down to uh the bfi together and then i looked around i was like because we got there we, we met rory rasslon productions there we were chatting mm-hmm. with him and then suddenly mr tardis is beside me philip hawkins is on the other side adam martin <laughs> and i was like am I? I like the imposter syndrome was hitting me hard like really hard <laughs> but then it was lovely because then people were coming up and like you know were recognizing me from twitter and what have you not from the podcast you know yeah, it's fine it's fine it'll happen one day someone will come up and you know thing me from the podcast <laughs> which would be nice but yeah no uh i was chatting to people and obviously I had the badges i had a little awful lot of running badges to give out to people as well and everyone's very nice and taking one and what have you and then um we went into the uh into the theater to watch it and uh, i was one seat away from mr tardis uh will which is weird to say you know this chap i've been watching since before university and 
you know, I call the friends now. I just sat there and what have you and uh they're talking then they're doing a little intro the hosts and what have you and they talk and they start saying some tweets that they've seen today about people going there and i'm just sat there thinking oh yeah whatever i'm just eating i'm eating a jelly baby because of course of yeah. course i go to a doctor who thing i've got i've got to have jelly babies oh you've got to <laughs> so i have that i was eating some jelly babies and they go oh and we've got a tweet here from an awful jack and i literally i went red <laughs> the world was a daze and they said about, because I put a tweet up that day saying, like, you know, people at the BFI, come and grab a badge from me, you know, support the podcast, what have you. They call me up on the stage. <laughs> and, like, both take a badge each, bless them, which is lovely. And I speak there for a minute about the podcast and what we do. And I say about we do the regular podcast, we do the bait show, we do a new, uh, we'll be doing a new uh, RPG show as well. Mm. And I get down from the, from the thing, and I sit down and I go, I didn't say the name of the fucking podcast, did I? <laughs> and, it's, and it's so funny. It's so funny as well, because Jude, bless him, was there as well. And he sent me a video, or he put it in the group chat, actually, of me down the station. I watched it back, and I was just like, oh, for God's sake. Because I'm so thrown. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And do you know what the worst thing is, Robin? Mm. I spilled yeah. my jelly my, I spilled my jelly bagels on the way up. <laughs> call yourself a true yeah. Doctor Who fan. You spill your jelly babies. I know. Yeah. Fake fake fan know, uh, right here folks admits it. <laughs> hey 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 let's not throw that term around lightly that's a battles and fandom thing nope. all right that's not Ooh. you know <laughs> but yeah no so and then <laughs> i watched six episodes of troughton uh doctor who and fucking hell i wish it was i wish it wasn't six episodes oh my oh, christ is it a slog it's, to get through? Uh, it's it's uh, it's difficult because it is. I can't say it's not good, but it is it is very much a slog. And I, there are the, you know there are definitely a few little bits where like the animation made it kind of funnier than it probably should have been. Like there were there were laughs there that probably you know shouldn't have been there. And you know yeah. you're in the audience there, you're watching it. It's fantastic. It really is. You know the the just feeling it in there the atmosphere in the room is great but yeah it's not a 10 out of 10 davis it's sam <laughs> like i'm calling you out mate i'm calling you out sam look i'll take you on battles and fandom sometime and uh, you can talk about <laughs> it but it, no no it's not a it's not a 10 out of 10 i think give me a four episode version of it because there's a there's a there's, there's a bit of fat you could chew off definitely you know mm. i cut it down to that and i would be quite happy with it i think you know i feel like for me with classic who for a lot of it yeah like it's got to be four episodes for me to properly enjoy it if anything more than four episodes it's a bit bit too much you know i mean for someone who like myself who's just been getting into serious like serialized doctor who just recently i'm i'm, I'm starting to dip my toes into it i did Tenth Planet, which is an absolute fantastic story. I absolutely loved it. And then while Earthshock does take place several years later, you know, that is a serialized story and that is a four-parter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But is it, is it? 
Yeah, it is four yeah, parts. I'm four, confusing yeah, myself. It is four parts, yeah. It is four parts because part five is it's the, not, it's the not. animation bit. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It's like, wait, is it a five-parter? No, no, that's stop motion. Um, <laughs> and then um, myself, I've just recently... I've, I'm gutted I did not have the time to finish it before this podcast, but I have been finally delving into a present that Jack on the show here gave me. Was it a Christmas present? Yeah, it must have been a Christmas present. Um, it must have been for Christmas, yeah. I think it must have been for the Christmas last year. Yeah, I got it for you, yeah. Mm. Now, I finally sat down and started to watch, and I've almost finished Power of the Daleks, which yeah. that is Ben's so wife. good. You know, vacuum of comments. His wife, you've been watching. You know, you've been enjoying her. I didn't mean that like that. No. <laughs> oh my. I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm not trying to cuck you or have Robin cuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Wow. That's um. That is not on my bingo list for tonight's uh, podcast. No. I have to say. Um, but. I, but so, but what 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 are your thoughts on uh, Power of Daleks thus far? It it's thus far. Um, I've got like the last hour remaining, which I've been told is kind of where it really hits its mark. And while it is a slow burn, I'm okay with that because I understand that it's a product of the time and actually the story it's telling and the build up to it. Like you've got this intrigue, you've got this mystery of rebels and this mystery object that holds the daleks inside and mm. all of these different factors and then the doctor because i didn't realize that this was the story directly after 10th planet so i'm like oh cool follow-up obviously <laughs> not been studying your boxes claws i'm just saying um no i'm I mean, what can I say? I'm clearly the fake Who fan on this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, who are his companions again during this? Is, is it is it Ben? Ben and Polly. Um, ben and Polly, yeah. yeah. Ben and Polly in this one, I have yeah. to say, how Ben has not just decided to punch this doctor's facing because this doctor is being a little shit he is at the very start of his regeneration that's what it, i love about troughton he is just a little shit <laughs> this is my first introduction to troughton and i i knew he was kind of a bit mischievous i knew he had that kind of twinkle in his eyes that mm. kind of played the fool but I didn't realize just how much of a little shit he was with all yeah. his um, random sounds. I bet, you, I bet you can see shades of him in every Doctor you've seen afterwards as well. Like, you can definitely yes. see him in Tenet. You can see him in Smith. You can see him in, you know, McCoy. That, you know, Tom Bacon even, you could see him in. He's, he he oh, is I, very much... Immediately. Mm. Like, immediately when I started watching and he started acting like that, I was like, oh, yeah, if if a new who doctor was acting like this i would totally believe it and you know i'm i'm laughing a lot and i don't know if it's generally like his his great comedy or there's parts of the animation that just make a scene even funnier than it should be they like, definitely are th- telling you now that th- th- there's a, a moment where a guard brings out like a bowl of fruit and he's just like oh fruit and it's just the way he <laughs> says it and the way he's animated I'm just like, 
I just crack me up so much for and it's and, it, and that, it's what makes me so upset that Troughton is missing so many episodes and they're having to be redone. And like I think the animation, you know, it's fine is what it is. It's great that that we had it. You know, I, I can never, I can, I think we, I think as a community, we can never repay the animation studios for working on them and giving them them. Mm. But you know, with an actor like that, who so much of his character is down to his expressions and his body mm. language and the way he presents himself, it's it, it's a real shame that we don't have it. But at the same time, it it speaks to just how brilliant he was that we can get, we can still get a good effect just from the tone of his voice, which I certainly found, and I think a lot of people found watching the Abominable Snowman as well was you know Troughton shines through he has this really funny bit actually where mm-hmm. you know Jamie uh, his companion who's uh, from the Scottish Highlands uh, from a, yeah yeah uh, and uh, <laughs> he has a bit where he's like I can't remember the uh, so I'm paraphrasing here but he says to Victoria the other companion it's like um uh, you know, because Jamie's trying to stop the Yeti from coming into this monastery that they're, hold, they're holding down, what have you. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a base in the sea, siege Troughton story, because of course it is. But uh, <laughs> Jamie's there, and he's like, oh, you can do this, and we can, you can do that, Doctor. And, and, the, and the Doctor just goes, Victoria, let's go over here. It could be dangerous. She's like, why? Jamie's got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, and it's just, it's brilliant. There's so many little bits and it's I, again i enjoyed it i did i can't say it didn't but it was just it's just a bit long and there were definitely some bits which were there and like power of the daleks like galaxy 4 where there was an unintentional laugh probably coming out from people watching it you know uh, yeah the one i really got to get you to watch is the macro terror because i think that's the best uh that's the best animation that they've done i think so i just really want to watch that especially to compare it to what we get from the macro in New Who, which I know Perhaps. for a lot of people was very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, mate. Is it right if I talk a little bit more about the BFI afterwards? It's, yeah, it's all please, just a blur, please. and I want, and I've not really told you all of it, and I want to get your reaction stuff as well. So, yeah, tell, tell me, tell we're me. We're there. We're there, and. Uh, Gary Russell is there, who's done just about every job in Doctor Who, uh, expanded media, what have you, like worked at Big Finish, works on the animation, what have you, done stuff for books, written a ton of like my favourite Doctor Who books, what have you. He was there because he worked on the animation, what have you, and uh, they had a little talk afterwards, which was lovely, and then I went out then to uh, basically to find him. I also heard that Rob Sherman was going to be there. I wanted to try it, and I brought a couple things specifically for Gary Russell and Robert Sherman to uh, sign. I didn't find Robert Sherman, but I spoke to Gary right after and had a little chat with him. He was, he's lovely, absolutely lovely chap. Uh, he signed my book, and I said, oh, would you mind signing this one? And I had my copy of Beautiful Chaos, which is like one of my favourite Doctor Who books. It's fantastic um, remind me to get you a copy of it robin because you'd love it cause it's the 10th doctor story and it's got wilf oh, in it and donna and everyone and what have you and i said to him oh it's one of my favorites and he said jack let me tell you now it's one of my favorites too and then he said and oh, by the way can i have a badge oh and i was like um yes gary of course yes <laughs> And so I gave him a badge then, and then I was running around the BFI trying to find with with um I think Rory with was with me at that point. Rory, you know, Russell on production. We were running around the BFI trying to find uh, um 
trying to find um, Robert Shearman. Didn't find him. And then we bumped into Josh Carr with Jude and what have you, and they both took badges down. And Clever Dick's films was with them as well. Nice. So that was lovely, and gave him a badge and had a chat with him and, you know, said how fantastic his work was. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I've got my 11th Doctor One coming out soon. And uh, he'd like to come on the podcast, I'm sure, at some point as well, he said. So that was lovely. And saw Davis, saw Ben back in the comments and his uh, girlfriend Zim as well. Uh, went over to the bar then. Farries was there, gave him a badge as well. Adam Martin as well, who, by the way, Adam, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for putting a little plug to us in uh, your um, your in your Who Ratings uh, series. It, it meant so much when I got to that because you know how much I love that series. And Robin, I didn't told you about this before, but at the end of uh, his most recent episode where he does, he talks about all the ratings uh, of like, you know, TV ratings in Doctor Who. And he was talking about the world next years, and he gets to the end of it, and there's a lovely little plug for an awful lot of running. And so, thank you, really? And oh, it'd oh, be great thanks, to have you on sometime, mate. mate honestly, so I, I generally yeah. didn't know that. Thank, thank you so much. That yeah. we really appreciate that. And I'll tell you that as well. Ben, back in the comments, thank you so much for plugging us so much as well. I really appreciate that as well, mate. I, you know, it's it's lovely, and you both you and adam you both do fantastic work boys so thank you it, it just means a lot because i'm a fan of what you do so it means a lot that you're promoting us as well so so yeah we go to the bar then and uh sam davis he has to go off because he's got a work thing so you know me and rory stay in the bar what have you i go up to the bar then because rory wants a drink i go there to the bar and uh very handsome chap comes up to me there and the lady says oh are you two together i said oh no no and i sort of make a joke because i i'd be very lucky if i was though he's a very very handsome man he goes oh thank you so much you know we had a little chat then you know he said oh were you at the uh screen today for doc for the uh of snowman wearing him wearing a dot who t-shirt so he's obviously just (laughs) so yes absolutely i have a chat with him and it's very clicks and i go i recognize you from somewhere i can't think of it though so I go over to the side of the bar and I put up Twitter and I type in a name where I think it is and I go to it and it is. It's only Lee Binding who <laughs> who does so much amazing art for lots of official Doctor Who things. Um, literally, you know, if you Google him, you'll see all the collection sets. He's done all the artwork for those. So many posters, Robin, which we know from just being fans of the show if you looked at them you'd be like oh my god so i go to him and i said sorry are you lee binding by the way he says yes i am yes and i go oh hi so much you know have a lovely chat with him there and i don't know how it comes around to it but there's a group of us there (laughs) somehow it winds up with josh carr ben vacuum of comments uh, as well both talking about and explaining fucking boxers claws to clever dicks films and leave my <laughs> and talking about battles and fandom and them both just laughing which is just so wonderful i just i it, it, i had to step back for a second there because again the imposter syndrome hit me hard girls like they're mm. talking about like our content to you know Already two people that I greatly admire, Josh and Ben, are talking about it. And they're talking about it too. Clever Dicks filmed, Lee Binding, and any and everyone else who's around the bar there. And it it, it was just a, like, oh, this is lovely. This is so wonderful. 
you that, know? that is really, really wonderful. You know, and oh, mate, you, you know, it, oh, you've just had the most amazing, amazing time, and it's. Robert, I know you've just our said tribe. That, <laughs> that tribe, yeah. It's, it's our, tri- it's our tribe, oh, and, man. I, I, and you know, it'd be lovely. It would be absolutely lovely if you could come to a BFI one next year. If we could both go to one together, it'd be absolutely fantastic. You know, well, I, I was about to say, like, I know you're saying that this is possibly going to be what the last animated Doctor Who one of Troutons. Yeah. Is it going to be the last no, animated one like, in it's general? It's the last animated or? one in general for now. However, with the collection sets which have been coming out for new, for, sorry, for Classic Who, which they've been doing for like, you know, a Blu-ray collection of like Series 12, which is, uh, sorry, Season 12, which is Tom Bacon's first series, what have you. With, with each of those, mm-hmm. they've been showing an episode at the BFI. And so next year, for the 60th anniversary, it is likely that season 20 will be one of the ones shown done that year. I've, I've basically heard that Ooh. season 20 will be one. And in that case, they are definitely going to show the five doctors at the BFI. And that will just be an amazing one to go to. So fingers that, crossed. That would be a treat, especially for like, a casual Whovian like myself to be finally introduced to the five doctors. Theory. Hang on, you haven't seen the five doctors? Yeah, like I'm, I'm not to, not the three doctors, but um, the five doctors. Yeah, I, you, I you, you haven't, you haven't seen. Yeah. <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh, I know, I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've I've always heard you talking about it with the other people that we've had on the show and everything. Um, and it's just like, yeah, no, I, I've never actually watched it. Um, that oh, would be that fantastic, a delight to watch. Do you know what the DVD, the DVD is really good as well. Cause there's a hidden Easter egg on it. A la blink <laughs> where there's okay. a, there's a hidden uh, Easter egg where you actually can watch it with a commentary by David Tennant and two other people. So, which is really, which what? is really good. Yeah, so, so I'll get, so yeah, I'll show, you know, I feel like I need to sit you down and watch that with you sometimes. I reckon you really like it. But yeah. And then, you know, afterwards we went, I went to, I went to get a drink with Clever Dicks Films, Josh Carr, Jude, Rory Rasslin Productions and Joshua Carpenter, uh, who I know listens to the podcast as well, mate. He's just a fantastic, uh, like fan writer as well. And it was just, it was mm. a, a mad day such a mad day so i sat there then rory looks at me and he goes i recognize that man we're down the south bank in london he's i recognize that man and i go yes rory because that's fucking sir ian mckellen <laughs> Gand- Gand- gandalf himself you know the voice of the of the fucking great intelligence in new who was just walking across the south bank so yeah mad day mad mad day That's absolutely crazy, that is. And such an amazing actor as well. I was so lucky that you, you got to see him even from a distance. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. And I tell you what, mate, let's take a very short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some more Doctor Who things and maybe some other things as well. And we're back. Yeah, as they say. Uh, yeah, so Ron, we were talking about the BFI before that. I didn't have anything else to say there. Um, 
Can we talk about something else that I've been really enjoying before we get on to centenary news and centenary talk? We, we certainly can, Jack. Fire so, away. I'm a big fantasy fan, as I know you are as well. Um, so, oh, yes. I have absolutely been enjoying my weekly double dose of fantasy, that being Hot D, House of the Dragon, and Rings of Power. <laughs> oh, now... You're going to have to um, indulge me here because I I loved Game of Thrones when it first came out, but even I was, I mean, let's face it, nearly all the fans got quite burnt out at the end of Game of Thrones, especially with um, an ending that everyone can admit had um, a couple of problems, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, um, let's not even get into the travesty that was season, season eight and what have you. But let, let me let me tell you now, hot D, Robin. Let me tell you what's go, what we've got going yep. for it. Tons of drag, ten tons okay, of dragons. Okay, a much tighter nice. story. Okay, less characters to focus on. Okay, less looking all over okay. the place. Much more focused. What have you? Matt Smith as a Targaryen. Which yeah. sounds badass. And he is a badass as well, isn't it? He is. And it's set 200 years before the first episode of Game of Thrones. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which already has got me because I like a prequel, right? But what I really love is a show about fake history. It's a lore show, Robin. The same with Rings of Power. They're both law shows. They're about things that happened hundreds or thousands of years before the story that we know that we love. Uh, that, and that means in a lot of cases we know how the story is going to end for them already, which I certainly do because I've read the books and I know the history of House of Dragon. So you point a character in House of the Dragon, I know how they're going to go. But I'm loving seeing the story and how it's being told. Oh, that's so, yeah. good. That is so that's good really hair. cool. That is really interesting. Cause, yeah, because I've I've just had no like leading up to the show. I was not excited for it whatsoever. I wasn't watching any of the no. trailers. I got so I got so hurt by Game of yeah. Thrones. I was just like I I just I can't it let was, it hurt me again. It was, but then, it was like it's it's like the abusive ex story, isn't it? It's like you know, uh, it hurt me so bad mm. last time. You know, I'll swear off him, and then oh, go on, I'll just give it a go. You know, again, maybe he's changed, and I was the same. And I and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm kind of interested. Watch the first episode. How we go? Instantly sold. Instantly sold on it. So yeah, nice. I really recommend House of the Dragon. Over over Rings of Power, really. <laughs> Yeah, because I've only watched the first two episodes of Wings of Power, which I think are like the first two that they they released, and I I think it looks yeah. beautiful. Oh my god! The it sounds both with the score and the dialogue. It's very Tolkien esque. It's what I hope. Oh, it's it would so Tolkien! It's so um, fucking Tolkien! It's like the most Tolkien thing to ever Tolkien. Mm. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't spent an entire hour worth of episode just talking about the various different colours of the flowers <laughs> and everything, like they would do. Um, and and, and in of like course, the of Hobbit course, or uh, the half but... all smoke are these different types of uh, weed and what. <laughs> like, oh, 
Like, like can we just get to the fucking story about the, the fucking... Oh, my God. But, yeah, I know. Um, I know. We, we, do, we don't need 420 yeah. pages of this. No. Come on, man. What, uh, what I will say is there's a lot of theories going around in Rings of Power, which is sort of getting my most interest in it, and I am enjoying the episodes. But when I compare it to, like, House of the Dragon, which isn't really fair, because Rings of Power is based on the granddaddy of of, of fantasy, you know, so it is, you know, mm. it's it's the prototype. It's what it is, and every episode costs something like sixty million dollars uh, to make or something. It's crazy. Like you know, like just like Jeff Bezos just threw all of his Amazon Amazonity into this, genuinely, and uh, <laughs> what have you. But what, what, even his son was like, "Don't yeah. fuck this up," because his son knew yeah. like how important. And there are this liberties was. being taken, but people love the the peter jackson movies and there are definitely liberties taken in those too so but but i think oh, it's telling a compelling story my, my main issue with it is and I, again i'm loving it i'm just i'm just enjoying watching it but my main issue is with house of the dragon i can see something's happening something there's at least one major incident in each episode one major thing that makes the drama compelling rings of power i'm waiting for something to happen it's like it's a very it's a, it's a very Still. it's a very slow burn fantasy is what it is. I wouldn't say there's like there's been anything that I've been like <gasps> about really, you know? Because mm. how how many episodes are there for Wings of Five. Power now? Sixth episode will be out on Friday. Okay, so it's not I'm not too far behind. I could easily oh, catch yeah. up because. I'm I'm definitely intrigued, and there was a lot that I really enjoyed in episode two, especially with the introduction of the dwarfs. Who oh, I love yeah. dwarfs. Dwarfs are great. I wish they had more screen time in the original Lord of the Rings. But seeing seeing Elrond and um, that's the not other dwarf, Elrond. Just, that's young. The... Ned, that's young Ned Stark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and. It's difficult as well to it, comparing it to House of Dragons because yes, they're both fantasy, but one is token-esque, one is like so beautiful and is very much like traditional fantasy, and then the other is oh shit's about to go down, it's gonna get yeah, so real. Yeah. One um, is one is blood and one war. is high fantasy, the other is what I call like. It's dirty fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's not dark, but it's definitely pretty damn grim. Because answer me this: Am I right in thinking? Because I've I've heard that so far Matt Smith has been stealing a lot of the show. Like, isn't there an episode recently where he just completely stole the episode without saying a word or something? Like, he's yeah, pretty much. He's amazing genuinely amazing in it it's it's so cool because mm. i feel like since leaving doctor who he's been waiting for that role like that next big role that's gonna like like you know he's been waiting for that next transformative role after doctor who you know david Tennant's had about 10 of those roles I, but, uh you know capaldi's probably gonna have one but jack did you not see more it's morbid time did you not see his amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. The only, the only, I mean, the only part is... of Morbius I've seen is that fucking dance, <laughs> and it's the only part I want to see. It's, it's not good. I, like, 
my my missus really wanted to go and see it like long before anything sort of came out about reviews and we had our tickets already booked and then the reviews started coming in and we we're like oh well we've already spent the money let's go and see this and Matt Smith is hammered the hell out of it which makes it so entertaining and I'm like thank you Matt thank you for making this movie tolerable by you just not giving a shit and just being like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do I'm this happy dad yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna play this paycheck. Just <laughs> yeah you can feel him taking the paycheck you can because it is uh, not a good yeah. movie I love as well. I love that it totally became a meme. So much so that Sony were like, oh, mm. people love it. Let's re-release it. And then no one went to go to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just <sighs> It's like memes are such a powerful thing. They can either get you something like... Um, Oh, the, the Warner Brothers Smash clone, where it's like, hey, you can play as ultra interesting Shaggy because of the memes. Um, yeah, memes have that power to do that, but they also have the power of, careful, it's just a meme. Don't we release a terrible trash file of a movie? Because people aren't going to go and see the trash file. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's just brilliant. It's just so, oh, I, just, I can't believe it. You know, it's, <clears throat> and you know what? I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, Robin. Ready? Tinfoil oh, hat yeah. time. Put the clown makeup on as well. The nose is going on. <laughs> the funny, you know, funny hair's mm-hmm. going to poke out and putting the shoes on. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Matt Smith is some way involved with the 60th. Okay. I'm telling you now. Oh. Okay, here you go. Okay. Okay, Bold so. Bold words. One of the... Uh, uh, the um, the what they call the boards, you know, on a set, like uh, the clapper boards, the clapper Cla- boards, yeah. an owl on it for Doctor. Woo, okay, okay, hear me out, okay. For the sixtieth, okay, okay. for, the, for these, you know, these sixtieth three specials, we're supposed to believe there are, or like it's like a three special episode sort of thing, like a bridge to to the actual series, the bridge series uh something that someone has confirmed to me that it is going to be called the bridge and uh david tennant's uh character in it will be the bridge doctor so or is being referred to as the bridge Ooh. doctor i can't tell you who my source is or anything like that but that's something there um but okay so they're using that on the centenary not sorry centenary i'm, I'm getting all through 60th okay so 60th clap of the owl Russell T. Davis posts a picture of him in front of a wooden carved owl. Okay. Okay. Karen Gillan, okay. about a month or two ago, put a post up saying that she was going to work on something which wasn't a film, but it's something that people will enjoy. And then on her story the other day, she did a picture. Oh, sorry, not a picture. She was talking and she had an owl emoji like set behind her as she was talking. And what? so. If Karen Gillan's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt, I Matt's mean, in it. That Matt, right Matt's there. there. Matt's got to be in it, you know? Those are some really good circumstances. And right now, I'm just seeing you full-on Charlie Day it in yeah. front yeah, of like, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. whiteboard. I'm full-on just... full <laughs> ready to clown on the Twitter timeline with that and what have you. But 
that's you know what it, it, it goes into something i was thinking there about maybe even i don't think it is because i think like what if hear me out on this what if the what if, <laughs> get, get, get. What if the, the meep stuff was just uh, what if that was just to get our attention away from the fact that they're actually down the road in a studio filming inside jack jack take your meds you're, you're going crazy i'm okay? tired of this grandpa let's do damn bad i can't believe you're so desperate for this theory to be true for matt smith to become a back but it's like no but but beep, the beep is just a distraction, you be, see. It could it's be. Like, it's it just could a distraction. Be, and it could just be that they've got two units. You know, it could be that they've got one one unit of filming Beat the Meep, whilst the other unit's inside filming the most amazing multi-doctor crossover that we've ever seen, you know? Oh, my God. I mean, by the sounds of things, I'm so excited for the Centauri. I'm so excited to see... Um, Jodie's farewell, especially with just recently, um, she was talking in oh, is it yeah, is it Empire just magazine? Out today, yeah, where she gave her interview, mm. and she was talking about how she was giving her last performance, and I think it's going to be like one long take. Yeah, by the sounds what, of yeah, things, that's what I've heard, yeah. So, and just for her to see the reaction of the crew and know that. She got that take. That's like, do you know what? Mm. That brings on to what I was going to talk about next. We're talking about the 60th there, and I've got that little bit there. Oh, yes. Come on, let's give it the time of day. Let's focus on it. Let's talk the Doctor Who Centenary Special, which we now know is called The Power of the Doctor. Mm. Such a good name, in my opinion. I really, really like that name, and I love. That's a good parallel to other Doctor Who stories Yeah, I mean, as well. look at the Matt Smith. It got a lot of flack online, the uh, Power of the Doctor. It did. And I have to admit, I have to admit, really? I started off with that. I love it now. I think it's, I think it's boss. But, and then I, and I actually thought about it. I went, hang on a minute. People are criticising it for being an of the title. It's Doctor Who, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's all? Doctor Who, for fuck's sake. And it's yeah. like, you know, the fact that we had, you know, Eve of the Daleks. And then... The legend of the sea devils and then we've got the power of the doctor and i was like motherfucker we had the name of the doctor the night of the doctor the day of the doctor the time of the doctor all in the fucking all in the fucking row in the moffat era but you're fine with that yeah so yeah it, t- it turned me around and i really i think it's really cool i think it sums up what's going to be a fantastic episode and let's face it we we found out in a weird way because i think what was going to happen was, I think we were going to have proper promotion starting beforehand, and there was going to be a picture out, and they were going to reveal that it was called the Power of the Doctor, what have you. Then the Queen, di- then the Queen died, <laughs> and we had to go through those ten days of mourning. You know. Yeah, and to be fair, if you'd released anything during that time, like it would have yeah. just been blanketed by all of the news. And do you know what? It, it was a lot of faces doing it for out of respect and fair enough I, I understand businesses have to do that you know big finish was still releasing things they just weren't like you know the actual physical not physical release like the downloads and the releases were coming out but they weren't yeah, like yeah. promoting them 
is what it was and that's what it was you know promotions basically stopped there and like we didn't hear it from the doctor who twitter and what have you and it's only because doctor who magazine came out actually uh during that time there and they have a little focus there with sakura duan who obviously plays the master and they have an interview with him and they have an interview with uh with a Janet Fielding, who plays Tegan, and uh, Sophie Aldred, who plays Ace as well, and there's a little chat to them about that there and what have you, and brilliant. It's some interesting little details there coming out of that. We have pictures of the Master there holding a little figure that looks like he has at some point. So, which is interesting because obviously man. you know, obviously it looks like a shadow's in the episode as well, and traditionally his matter compressor kills someone when they're shrunk, but a shadow's back. And Yaz, they in no way are they going to reveal that Yaz is killed by being, you know, no way. Gonna, yeah. So there must be obviously it's a new one which lets him reverse it or something is what it is. But yeah, there's that there, and uh, there's a lot of talk about things, what have you. Uh, there's people have talked about how it's going to be a, there's going to be a Sherlock uh, Reichsbell full ending twist or something to this. So that's interesting, but does fucking worry me at the same fucking time because the last mega twist we had was the fucking timeless child which i have issues with obviously but uh that's just me um we, we we've, we've we've discussed we, that we, in, in great exactly. depth we did the whole duncan podcast about it which is what it is you know but um but yeah no and but here's the thing robin we've got this it's a centenary episode and it already feels really fucking crammed, okay? They've revealed that Tegan and Ace are in it, and they probably have a big part in it as well. Obviously, we've got Dan, we've got Yaz. It's a whole era having to be wrapped up in this as well, what have you. There's going to be fucking loose ends everywhere. I'm telling you now, there is going to be, which RTD is going to have to pick up and work with. Um, I bet you there's going to be more classic companions. I bet you now. Well, it's just the little cameos, what have you. And I... <laughs> Yeah, Jack. Jack, put down the tinfoil hat. Listen, listen. Please, you don't need more makeup on your face. Hear me out. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Why would they reveal Tegan and Ace, right? And the Master and the Daleks and the Cybermen. Why would they reveal that? Mm -hmm. Why would they reveal that? Unless they had something bigger kept back. You mean like um. A particular talking bird, perhaps. Oh, I don't think we're going to get Frobisher in. I don't think we're going to get Frobisher in that. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, we might get Frobisher in RTD too. Like, we get fucking beat the meep. Anything's Dude, possible. If we could get beep the meep, yeah. If we could get beep the meep, we could get Frobisher. That is my yeah, dream, damn it. Big talking bird. Good bird. So, yeah, and so I'm thinking. Right, okay. I'm getting an even bigger tinfoil hat. I'm putting it on. I'm getting the classic. Mm-hmm. Clown makeup on and getting high. is it like a second doctor's okay. hat? I think <laughs> I think I think we're gonna see maybe Susan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we're definitely gonna see Ian. Okay. I think maybe Mel and some mm-hmm. other little I think there's gonna be some classic companions. I really think we're gonna see classic companions. Whether it be like a like a like a Zoom call where they all pop up, there's like Graham maybe a setup like a network of people that have travelled with the doctor or something who are around what have you. 
I don't know because I know because Bradley Walsh is in the episode as well. Uh, we know that much. So Graham's back. Yeah. But so yeah, and here's here's the big one, Robin. Okay, you ready? Ready? Okay. I think we're gonna have classic doctors come like cameo. Oh, that would be big. Like, I think they could easily, easily have old companions show up. Like, if it is like a Zoom call or something, perfect. Um, because we don't need to have a great big Avengers Endgame type thing where everyone is in the same room together. Although that would be kick-ass. You know, we also understand it's a big episode. They're trying to wrap up so many loose ends. A Zoom call or something. That's cool. But... Ooh, if they brought back some mm. some classic doctors. My as my well. only issue my only issue with I mean, it, it's it's already feeling like a very bloated episode. It feels like it's gonna be the Vanquishers two electric boogaloo. Where everything is just like mm. oh, we gotta wrap this up and it's like you know, like you can imagine Chris Chibnall writing the script and it's like it's like the pen setting on fire as he's writing it at like supersonic speed or something, <laughs> you know. And that's my only worry that it might be a bit bloated and it might be a bit things that maybe a bit quick and not paid off, and then we won't have those slower moments, which we don't necessarily don't usually get in the chip and era. Like you know, pacing's been a big thing all the way through, really. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to happen, and I think I think it's going. I think we're going to have particularly. I think we're going to have David Bradley, I think Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy are going to appear in some way. I think that's what's going to happen. Mm. And so, have they got? Have they confirmed yet how long the special is going to be, or if it's going to be broken? Eighty-nine up minutes parts? is going to be the centenary. Uh, is Power of the Doctor? Yeah, eighty-nine mm. minutes, mate. <sighs> okay. Yeah, like almost an hour and a half. Like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's doable. It is doable. Um, I definitely think you're right. There are going to be some moments where we're like. Oh, you know, we, we just want a bit more time with this, but at the end of the day, I just want Jodie to have a wonderful send off because I think she's been she's been an incredible actress and while me as a fan of the show hasn't necessarily agreed with the recent series, I've discussed that a plenty in previous episodes. Um and while it's not necessary for necessarily my taste, tons of people have loved these seasons and in particular they've loved Jodie and I think that is something so strong about her actress Mm -hmm. and the characters that it's so dear into old Mm -hmm. and new fans alike and like any Doctor I just want this Doctor to have that heartfelt goodbye it's gonna be sad seeing her go it is and and I I want it 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 makes sense you know no matter how you feel about it Jodie becoming the Doctor was a big moment in terms of the show. A massive, a massive oh, cultural 100%. moment. And I think it's, I'm so glad they did it. And I'm, I think Jodie is wonderful, you know. I, I have a new appreciation for her now. I absolutely love her. And I'm, I'm actually really sad that she's going to be going. I am. I, as hyped as I am for Shooty coming in. And I'm excited for the, whatever the Bridge Doctor, uh, you know, for the 60th is, what have mm. you. But, I'm really going to miss Jodie. I am. And I think part of that is maybe there's, because there's some untapped potential 
maybe that she didn't get with necessarily some scripts but her performance was always phenomenal you know oh 100 i'll always go back to it the moment when she clicked to me and i feel so bad that it took so long because it took two series for her to click with me and it was a little video that she did during covid during the first lockdown in her doctor outfit in a in a fucking covered bar in lockdown and it's her just speaking as the doctor and it's that moment that made it click for made a click for me because i was like she embodies this character so much that she is there in her cupboard putting this video out for people during a time when let's face it we thought the world was going to end you know we didn't know what was going to happen you know and i sat there on my kitchen floor my infant son up in bed and i wept i wept because the doctor was there the doctor was there for us robin you know and from then on i was like yeah she is the doctor i was wrong you know for all this time and i am loving going back and rewatching series 11 at the minute and getting a new appreciation because whereas every episode bar maybe demons of the punjab i had issues with i'm finding so much more i'm loving about them now which is wonderful and i think that's the thing i think a lot of jody series will be loved more in hindsight genuinely i think with retroactively it'll be like something like colin baker's era where some people didn't like it when it was on and people like it now or peter davidson's era is the same as well but yeah i i think i think a lot of things are like that though after a time you do go back to things like that and you do end up appreciating them like even if the story isn't right there's definitely something about the way the characters are acting or rather the betrayal of those characters by the actors which gives you a new sense of appreciation or the fact that they told certain stories that maybe didn't quite hit the mark you were like actually i appreciate the fact that this story does exist and i can enjoy it a lot more like i know for example you're no longer really put off by the by the fog in uh oh, what's its name shoot the episode is completely out fr- of my mind fr- oh it takes you away um right right robin thank you robin? thank you it's a 10 yep. out of 10 episode mm. which is a complete reversal of what i thought the first time i watched it yeah no 100 percent um as I'm trying to remember what score I give it because I've got my notebook upstairs. Otherwise, I'd be uh, right. consulting in my, it right In my now. head, if I was going to do a top five uh, 13th Doctor stories, I would go The Good Doctor by Juno Dawson, which is an amazing book, which just gets 13 straight away in a way that Chibnall never got her. I'll be honest. <laughs> Mists of Chaos, mm. which is a Doctor Who uh, magazine comic strip. Amazing. I'd also put It Takes You Away in there, in top five. War of the Santarans and Village of the Angels. They're my top five stories, straight up. Really? You're weighting it higher than Punjab? Wow. Because I love Punjab. Yeah. Like, I even with myself not being a big fan of that series it was in, Punjab is actually in my kind of 
top 12 Doctor Who episodes. I just I love Punjab love too. I love Timothy Thunes the Punjab as well. And I think I think I can kind of nail down what my issue with series 11 was at the time. We had a big wait from Twice Upon a Time to that. And then we had Resolution after it. And then we had a big wait until Series 12. And Series 11 is trying to give that fresh. Oh. It's trying to give that fresh um, series, you know? It is. It's trying to give a fresh series, what have you. Mm-hmm. Where anyone can jump on and join it, what have you. And because of that, you get less of the actual Doctor. It's almost like, and hear me out for a second, it's almost like it's a filler season. It is. Okay? Mm. But... It's also now, because we've got Doctor Who after it, because we've got bigger plots and overarching things and what have you, and more classic... We've actually got classic villain, villains as well there. Because we've got all that, it's a lovely little comfort season now. Where you can go in, the episodes okay. aren't necessarily high stakes or anything too game-changing, but it's, it's Doctor Who in its purest form. Hmm. yeah okay that's that's fair jack and you know maybe at some point because i've i've bought the dvds maybe at some point i will go back revisit them and maybe i will reevaluate them maybe i'll go actually i was a bit too harsh on these or the like i think time certainly does that oh um, i will just say arachnids in the uk is still absolute shit and the tsaranga conundrum i'm sorry rory it's boring it's so boring the tsaranga conundrum it is mid it's so mid i, I i'm glad you said that about arachnids because fuck that episode and if you suddenly told me like oh no no it's okay that ending it's totally right that um they just kill the spider in the end and it's like or the fact they just lock up all the spiders inside the vault. Yeah. That's, it's like, that's, there, that's the problem is done. I'll be honest, but, it's better. It's better. But no, it's better. <laughs> I, I've done a little thread on Twitter, and I think the first time I watched Arachnids, I gave it a zero. I gave it a two on my rewatch. I gave it a two on my rewatch. Mm. So, <laughs> I was, feeling, I was feeling charitable. And there were a couple little, like, fun bits, you know. Mainly, I'll be honest, I'm watching the episodes, and I'm just, Jodie is just shining through. Jodie is just absolutely fantastic she's electric to watch it's just wonderful Aww. you know um don't get me wrong kablam still the ending of that is still prob- problematic as shit uh you know uh, not a big fan of that and <laughs> uh, i'm not looking forward to rewatching spyfall part two which i've learned apparent and don't don't quote me on this i need you to check because you got the dvd apparently on the audio okay. commentary on that episode there's like, bef- like, before that, the moment you know the one I'm talking about in Spyfall Part Two, don't you? You know the, you know the mm. really problematic bit about the show them the real you. Apparently, there's like ten minutes of like the commentary just stops, like for ten minutes, what? <laughs> like a little bit before and a little bit after that scene. Oh, oh. Like if that's not damning as all hell, mm-hmm. like I don't know what is, and it makes you just think. Like on set that day, was Jody not just like, I'm sorry, you fucking want me to do what? Mm. 
that's and again don't quote me on it i just saw someone talk about it on twitter but i need you to check that at some point on the dvd mate because i was like oh my god okay jack you know me memory of a goldfish but goddamn remind me to check that because that's just like a a 10 15 minute piece of homework which i want to look into now and just be like oh all the speculation to be a fly on the wall in that commentary isn't it like oh my god um i got one last theory and this is a big one now okay for the uh for the centenary for power of the doctor okay? okay yeah yeah um so we have that image come out today from empire where it's jody just walking about a tardis there and she talks about you know she talks about in the interview like you said about her regeneration scene it'll be in one take right here's what i think i think that is the moment she comes out the tardis okay. and regenerates okay because the set photos we've seen tenant has got her tardis okay so obviously she regenerates outside the tardis which i think we would know we'd known about before anyway i think some like director said something about that Here's what I think happens. I think she falls from the cliff there, whatever she's on. And I think she regenerates having fallen just like the timeless child in the in that first. And it's... Oh, that's and a it's good like, call. You know, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Poetry, uh, rhymes. Yes, I was literally about to quote that. Please, you please, please, do, do, you, do, you, do your George Lucas voice for it, brother. Go on, do it, do it. Oh, hang on, I just need to put the styrofoam in my mouth. You know, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's how she's going to go. And then something's going to go wrong with the generation, leading to who we know and love, coming back, stumbling back mm. into the TARDIS, looks in the mirror, what? 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 And then we get a trailer for the 60th. I reckon. I think. I think oh, we're getting please. David. Please, please give us a David trailer at the end of the uh, thing. I think we are, and I think something's gone wrong with the generation, which is why she's got this old face on. It would make sense because I know there's been tons of other theories. I know some people are saying like, "Oh, well, his." His pa- companions also called Rose, just like Rose before. They share a name, therefore it must be an Elseworld version of her. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay, no, sure. No, that that, that, ro- that Rose, that, that Rose is Donna's but... daughter, straight up. <laughs> I mean, that's what I love about Doctor Who, and I love all this speculation because fans are passionate. Fans. Are are just coming up with all this stuff and it's like you know what at the end of the day we're just all super excited for the centauri i'm super excited i'm i want to have jody have a wonderful farewell i want to see all these classic characters back and then i really want to see shooty come in and just be like okay shooty show us what you've got because if the clips from sex education alone is like the quality of your acting, oh. I am excited. You, you, I'm setting you homework. You got to watch Sex, Educa- Sex Education, mate. It's fantastic, Joe. Mm. Brilliant, genuinely. Um, what was I going to say? I, another thing I'm really excited about is when Jodie eventually, and I hope she eventually does do this. Oh my god! Big finish. I, like, come on, give us. Jo- those Josh Carl was talking stories. about this the other day on Twitter. 
about it and just because like the current yeah, yeah, yeah. caliber of writers that big finish it's akin to like the early days of big finish because the quality of the stories we're getting out from people like roy gill uh lizzie hopley john dorney james goss like amazing. it's amazing like i genuinely think that you know 13th doctor stories under them could be something transformative i think it could make it could retroactively make 13 one of my favorite incarnations that's that's exactly what i'm thinking like give this give her the moments to shine through the white and she's already an amazing actress just yeah. give her the quality yeah. of that i'll tell you what please. though as much as i want it to i want the centenary to this to be this massive celebration of jodie and i want her to get through and i want it to be you know i want it to be her episode and i want it to celebrate her mm. tell you what a fucking air date would be nice wouldn't it Like, hell yeah. like it's almost the end of september and still yeah nothing like its twitter page has finally become active after so long doing random bits and posts here and there but it's, it's still come on it's just just tickling us right here oh, just do you know what i've said it before treatment. this i'm no marketing expert i don't claim to be i don't think but it does feel like the marketing in this era has been subpar and it's certainly not given the hype and building the audience which i think should be there for jody's final episode we should have had a trailer by now we should have had this if this was the whole if it was the itd era i think the amazing trailers we had for that like months out before it came out you know mm. and like they made such a big thing of the uh by not reading what the name of the the episode was all the way back with legend of the sea devils which they should have done and left it for months they made this massive massive thing of just um people complaining about not knowing the title and making up titles and what have you by having got horrible things like the woman who fell to time and dry being the potential names of the episode but no it's just the power of the doctor if they just told us that they would have helped it you know and i heard people saying like oh but we're talking about it this is great this is really good we're doing the marketing for them like no it's too intrinsic it's just the it's just the mm. audience that are already going to fucking watch it, talking about it, you know? And it's the same thing last year when they deleted all their social media accounts for Flux and what have you and did this and did that. It's like, yeah, it's great, but no one gives a shit apart from us people already following them. So, mm. yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm, you I, know. I mean, I... well, look, well, Bad Wolf have been bought by Sony now you know there have been talks of disney wanting to get doctor who to go on disney plus for the streaming service i mean oh, I hope i'm just so. saying you know we could have a bit more money we could have a bit more put into the marketing where we have that proper rtd hype train again but still um i tell you what, robin we are just about to run out of time so i will stop a second now again let's take a quick break and let's go back into what we talk about after that, okay? And we are back. Um, yeah. Uh, so Robin, <laughs> I tell you what, I'll just say it to you now. How excited are you for Power of the Doctor? Hey, I'm again. I'm just so so excited because this is. Jodie's big farewell. This is her time to really go, you know what? I have been the doctor for all these years. I've had 
the opportunity that few actors get this kind of this dream job that so many people grow up watching the doctor dress up like the doctor and then get to put on their own costume and be the doctor i'm excited to see what she gets to do i'm excited for her to have to to see what she does as her farewell we've seen crime we've seen anger like i want to know how she goes out how she feels her character would i'm um and if it's necessarily really her choice because again in the trailer we had back in april there's that moment where it looks like she's in like a case or something uh like in like the one they had in spyfall and she looks like she's got regeneration energy coming off her and she has that guttural yes and oh when i every time i watch it it's heartbreaking mm. especially because i'm so invested in the Phasmin story and i so wish we'd seen it play out more i so wish and it feels so bittersweet that they confirmed it now and it's there but that it's going to be taken away from us so quickly you know mm. I'm, I'm glad we had flux for that like if it was just one episode where they oh, dropped no, no. that but, but it was we've literally I don't think had it, would have been as it was powerful, literally even but... the daleks was it was confirmed legend the sea devils they went a bit more mm. into it and now it's just the centenary now power of the doctor I think no matter what, I think it's going to look beautiful. I think they've been really pushing it, the series in terms of like budget and like visuals. And I think visually they're going to do something that really makes this finale just look so wonderful. And I, I recently, in fact, I watched the trailer just before doing this podcast, just put me into that extra uh, Doctor Who mood and seeing the Daleks and the lone Cyberman and, you know, the the, the Master walking a bit of a, a new well, look. Two, or a bit two of a, new looks, a shave, a shave and then also um, as Ra Ra Rasputin, Lush's greatest love machine. Yeah. <laughs> if he's, if he busts out some dad's moves like in Kingsman, but, but I'm like, going to be like, Whoa. Can you imagine if they okay. canonically in the Doctor Who universe made it that the Master was actually Rasputin all along? Which means, by the way, Robin, that his pickled member is on display in Russia somewhere. So, (laughs) but also... Wow, so both the the doctors and his are on display. It's the doctor's foreskin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Do do you think they've just gone to see the others and just been like... "Eh, Oh, well, no... Rasputin was was <laughs> renowned for being well endowed, so so Sasha is just like, oh yeah, it's all true, baby. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> oh, that's just so it's so great, you know. So, uh, do you know what? I have to I have to talk about this because it it just made me laugh, and I reckon you'll like it. Um, okay, okay. I just I thought it was so 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 funny. Let me find it now on on my Twitter, and it is very much me blowing my own trumpet here as well. But I am also trying to I'm trying to comment oh, someone no, else you... as well in it. Um, amazing uh, fan writer, uh, Catherine Wheeler, who only lives down in Cardiff. Amazing uh, fan of the master has also put out a fantastic zine uh, about the night the 77 years that the master spent. 
uh, on Earth, you know, during Spyfall. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, I just have the most infuriating 77 years. <laughs> and she's, she's put together a zine where, you know, lots of fan creators have, you know, put stories about what happened during that time, what have you, which is fantastic. Um, she put a tweet up yesterday, which made me laugh, saying, any guess as to what I wrote uh, 20,000 words of? It's a Doctor Who Taskmaster crossover. Of course it is. And then within seconds of each other, we both posted the same joke. <laughs> Doctor, I did say that the Taskmaster, or should I say Taskmaster. Hi. And I, I did mine. I did mine with a picture of Greg Davis as well, and I added onto it the doctor going shit and the master going shit indeed. <laughs> oh, and I was so I was I was so proud of both of us for that joke that I just had to. And Cat's great. We're gonna we'll have her on the podcast sometime. She's just fantastic. And yeah, just oh please, please. I'm ready for the Greg Davis uh, Taskmaster after Sasha. But, do you know, I hope <laughs> Sasha carries on into RTD. Because I always love it when we have a master crossover. And, you know, it's very much so in New Who that we've had a new master with each showrunner. Obviously, we had John Sim come back for World Up in Time and the Doctor Falls as well, which was icing on the cake. But I'd like to see... Mm. I would like... I'd really like Sasha to be the new Anthony Amy in the sense that he goes for... They just bring him out of the cupboard every couple series where he's just there and he meets like <laughs> I'd love him to meet Shooty. I'd love him to meet the Doctor after Shooty and keep going like that because I just think I think it'd be great to see him written by other showrunners as well really. So yeah. Oh, it would be good. Oh, and um, oh was there, was there anything else that you wanted to discuss? No, nothing more this Nothing more this centenary. I think let's get up? into yeah. Let's get no. into talk about review a big I, thing, shall we? A big thing indeed. Like we, we have been incredibly lucky um, with us approaching Cubicle Seven, who have been nothing but incredibly kind and supportive and generous when we approach them with this idea that we have, which we are. We have done so much prep work for behind the scenes. I know it's been a while since we first announced it and we haven't quite put out anything yet, but bear, we are, bear we are with still us. very much passionate Dimensions about it. Dimensions and Daleks will be coming at some point this year. I promise you, you know, mm. um, I, th- I, th- I think I speak for all of us, in, you know, a lot of running, myself, Robin and Sam uh, Davis. We're all, we all very committed to bringing it to you. So it's going to be great. And, I can only echo what you said there, Robin, saying massive thank you to Cubicle 7 for allowing us to go forward with this and talk about it. And also sending us a review copy of said RPG game, Doctors and Daleks. Which it has been a treat because at at first I've got to I've got to come congratulate my man jack here for being the one who approached them for messaging them and getting that copy and when i got that message from jack being like yeah you know i i talked to them and i i got us this i was like what and it's my day off yeah, and oh 
Oh, Joe and Bounden. The available PDF, which is out at the minute now. They sent us the player's guide, is what they sent us. And there will be other books coming out later mm. as well, like a uh, Monster's Guide, which will be really interesting to see, and a campaign as well. And there is actually physical versions coming out next year as well in a beautiful, um, beautiful slipcase uh, edition. Oh, TARDIS I, box. I need to find yeah. the money to grow. Oh, I'm telling you now. It's, it's, it's beautiful, so beautiful. good. And I have to say, the player's guide, even just the PDF for it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The the images they've got in it and it's the so way the, the the game and the mechanics are thought out. It is just it's you know when when I when I came into it my my experience of D and D and fifth edition is far less than yours. I bowed down to it. I've only done it a couple times over the last couple of years. You've been doing it for over ten <laughs> years, mate, haven't you? I I have. I'm currently running a fifth and fifth edition game for some friends of mine, and I have come up with a few ideas for various adventures to put um yourself, Jack, and other guests that we have lined up for our uh for our bit of Doctor Who fun, which I really really want to bring to life at some point. With we're, we're still just working out some of the kinks with uh, technical stuff. That's why we're just. The reason it's taken that much longer is because yeah. we're so passionate about this and we just exactly. want to want it. We want it to be right. Possible. We don't want to half-arse it and everything. We want to do it right. We want to have it so that we've got amazing characters to play and what have you. I'll, I'll happily say now, uh, I'm going to be playing Mock Hill, who is a original classic series Silurian, and he is a very soft boy. He's a soft boy, and that's all I'll tell you. <laughs> Mock Hill has been great. Like, we've been, we've had several online sessions, just us, just talking about like the characters that we want to create, and just we've been making memes with each other about how our characters would interact. And it's just like, oh, oh, this is going to be so much great. Sorry, mate. It goes back to this fantastic, this fantastic book put together by Cubicle Seven, who have it's a love letter to Doctor Who fans. It really is. It is. Like, can I just say as well, I love the opening pages where it just has these these beautiful two-page pictures of all these different worlds and the inside of the TARDIS and everything. And it's just, it's just this one long monologue that's kind of setting up Doctor Who. And then you get that page one of chapter one introduction. And it's like, it's just been a joy to read. On my day off, I got this PDF. I've just been reading through it, absolutely loving it. And as an avid D&D player, I know when Cubicle 7 first announced this, there was some slack from people. Like, there were some people who were like, oh, well, how, how can you do Doctor Who and D&D? Doctor Who isn't all about fighting. Like you can't do that it's not a system that's going to be for it. and actually they've solved that you can do logical emotional, and emotional damage, damage. thank you jack and, and do you know what i love my favorite my favorite thing you can do emotional damage <laughs> and you don't have hit points you have plot points so no. you've literally got plot armor literal plot armor <laughs> 
and it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect conversion, and it's it is a love letter because I'm I'm looking through it right now on my phone, like looking through all the different characters that they've got, both old and new. Um, the classes they invent for this are a perfect combination of multiple class, which for me, an avid D&D player, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's a bit like a bard, and that's like a paladin, and you combine the two, and it's like, ooh, ooh, this is making a class that I wish was now in my yeah. D&D, that, which, you know, I suppose I could, you know, I could bring in my... Um, my empath or something yeah. from this from joining my wizards what, what or something. What I love about it as well is um, yes, absolutely. A lot of it is going to be like Doctor Who. There's not necessarily a combat situation, but then also it lends itself to go. Well, actually, yeah. If you want to do a combat situation, if you want to fucking uh, start shooting at a Dalek, you can do that too. You know? Yeah, one hundred. It does not stop you. And it, if you want to be that character, by all means. Be that character. Um, <laughs> we've got quips instead of spells. With being able to give people jelly babies to give them health, which is oh my god! Being able to scream at people to unsettle them if you want to go for a classic sixties companion as well, doctor. Like crazy things. You have a fucking glitter mm. gun, which I'm not sure how that could be relevant in any situation that wasn't against Cybermen. <laughs> You can have it. That can be your. That can be your thing. That you take everywhere. That's the thing. Like you can tell that the people that have worked on this do have a true passion for Doctor Who. Absolutely love it. Like it would be one thing for them to just give it a coat of paint and to have that be the job done, but no, they go above and beyond with all the different races, equipment. And the monsters. The monsters are so well written up. I'm looking at all the details for Weeping Angels and thinking, oh, oh, I want to drop one of these bad boys on my current 5th edition party. And I don't care that it's not Doctor Who related right now with my Spelljammer campaign. I'm like, fuck it. it. I just want a Spelljammer in particular as well. That's just, you can definitely (laughs) jump in there, couldn't you? What Mm. it is, again, it's so lovingly crafted by people who are obviously massive Doctor Who fans, but are also massive D&D fans. Because you can just see that beautiful crossover. And I cannot wait. Mm. I cannot wait. And I can't recommend it enough to people who love D&D and love Doctor Who. I want to get into it. I cannot Mm. wait to actually try it out proper, the game itself, and get an episode out there. And maybe we even we can do some talk... uh, you know, talk shows like post game where we talk about the mechanics and things and make it easier for people to pick up and understand if they've not played D D before. Maybe even we can do some videos, That'd be a good things idea. like that. But I'd love to get a community that are really into playing this and I mean hell, look, Dimension and Daleks is never gonna be critical role, but we're gonna be we're gonna you know, we're gonna try to give people no, a no. fun, immersive experience which they can really enjoy set in the Doctor Who universe so and you know what we've had people already passionate about this idea messaging us being like yo how can I get in on this how can I be a part of this and you're like you know what we've obviously got like a couple of us who are going to be mainstays for the show whether it be running it or playing in it but damn straight yeah, yeah. let's let's bring in the companions 
let's have you, the community, hop in, show us your mad cat characters. Um, you yeah, know, even and some of you have maybe a have a crack at being a doctor. You know, it's very much will mm. be there, and our characters will be there as sort of mainstays, as Robin says. But rather than thinking of this first series we go into, which we're going to start, rather than think of this, which will be our pilot series or a season zero, is what I call it. It's you know where we're running games and trying to understand the mechanics and the characters and things like that. It's think of it like a love death and robots think of it like um think of it like star wars visions yes. or black Mirror. it's an anthology series where maybe things don't necessarily line up continuity wise but it's a fun snapshot it's an adventure which you can just pick up and enjoy which i think would be great as well because it means that you don't have to necessarily watch every episode you know you can just jump in as you want which i think would be great and then maybe we'll look at doing more long long form campaigns afterwards And, you know, and we want your feedback as well. If it's something that you're enjoying, please, please get in touch and tell us if there's things that you're curious about or think would be a benefit to change in order to speed up gameplay or the like for an official season one. Damn straight. You know, again, we're not we're not trying to be critical. Whoa, we're just a bunch of Hoovians who want to be nerdy D&D players and... Doctors and Daleks is a wonderful, wonderful system. Please go out there and purchase it. Even though we've been very lucky with being sent this copy, I want this physical version because it's so Absolutely. beautiful. The layout. I think, please, if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of Doctor Who and you're a fan of D&D, go out and purchase it. Please do. It's fantastic. If... You know, we're not being sponsored by this. Yeah, we were sent a review copy, so these thoughts are our own, absolutely. And you know, yeah, look, yeah. if you're, and I'll, and I'll say it now, if you, if you've not done D and D before, and you've, you know, and you want to get into this, still pick up a copy. But if you want a bit more of your handheld, check us out. Check out other D and D based things just for an idea of the mechanics, because there is some crossover with a uh, with fifth edition. There is, because it is a 5th edition thing. But, yeah. So, tons of crossover. do that. But pick it up and support this release, because this team have worked so hard, and the book mm. itself is beautiful. There are high-definition pictures in this PDF that, mm. you, that you won't have seen anywhere else, genuinely. And it's been so well-crafted. It's... I can't wait to actually play, basically. And... You know, I'm I'm going at this as a long-time D&D fan. This is someone who is looking at the system, looking at the rules, looking at the the things that they've changed or added and going, oh, that's really clever. Or I didn't think of that. And the fact that they've turned kind of average day people or average day kind of job roles into these classes so effectively and have made it so you can talk down an encounter because i know a lot of people complain about fifth edition being a combat heavy system now you can resolve things through negotiating and jack i know that you you've had a dip into DD yourself but from what i've gathered you have found this to be quite a- an accessible book and as i well think you know i don't i don't, I don't want to speak poor but i know that davis you know sam said the same thing as well where he's 
he's got even less experience than me when it comes to D&D. And he's found a lot of stuff very, you know, he's asked questions and been happy with doing that and been ready to, which is really fantastic, you know, because I think with D&D, if you don't know about something, ask generally, you know, like anything else. There are no stupid questions at the end of the day. And, and oh, no. but no, I think it's, it is accessible. And I think it is, you know, maybe there's a bit of a, you know, there's a bit of homework to be done for you. Enter it in a little bit, but I think pick it up and just have fun. Go and be the doctor, you know. Think what would the doctor do, and then sometimes maybe do the exact opposite. So it's up to you. Have fun. And oh, definitely. And I, I, I just, I have so much fun reading this. You know, there's some systems where you're like, I love the gameplay, but I, I don't delve too deeply into the book. With this book, though. I've been having so much fun, like the little attention to details and all these different things. The fact that each class and the subclasses, they give you an example of a companion who this is clearly based on. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's a pull, that choice. Absolutely, but that is a yeah. good one. So yeah. people, wrap it up there. Let's say it now. Go go to the Cubicle 7 mm. website, support them, pick up the Players Edition, pre-order the... Uh, physical copy as well if you want and get ready to tune in for some amazing D&D Doctor Who adventures with Dimension and Daleks coming from an awful lot of running with myself, Robin and Sam Davis of Broke Cannon Fame I'm I'm generally so excited for that you know what, (laughs) I feel like we've got enough uh, we've got enough shows haven't we, let's be honest you know, we've got enough. Mm. We've got enough shows now between this and Battles and Fandom. We don't need any more. Let's uh, let's just stay now. We've got a three. We've got an awful lot of running Battles and Fandom and that. So yeah. <laughs> oh bless. Ah, oh, so now um, I know it's getting to that point where we begin to wrap things up, but uh. Jack, I, I couldn't be a little bit greedy and just uh, ask you to give me a little, uh, a little bit of a, a bedtime story, as it were. Um, oh, you want you, you want a, a cannon buster? A you cannon? don't don't uh, don't say don't 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 say bro- yeah, cannon, cannon buster. Money. Like, come on, it's already it's already bad enough when people say billion <laughs> podcast. That's uh, that's not that's not that's not oh Josh. Yeah. Oh God damn. Oh yeah. no no okay, you said so it you said it. Look, my little factoid today comes from The Rise of the New Humans, uh, which is a third Doctor adventure set from uh, Big Finish. And I want to take a moment to say a massive, massive thank you to um, to James, uh, who has a who's one of the frequent uh, chatters in the Doctor in Distress um, uh, Discord, not Discord, sorry, in Twitter conversation there, which we didn't even mention uh, actually today, did we, Robin? Oh my God. <laughs> Um. Oh no! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. How could I forget? Like, yeah, Doctor, Doctor in distress. Uh, <sighs> please go and check it out from Rastlon Productions. You might see me in there when many other Doctor Who fans. Yeah, James McDonald. There, this comes from. I'm I'm so proud of you, Jack. I, all of you guys, like Rastlon Productions for putting that together. And Jack for 
having so much fun in it. Seeing him on the oh, in the videos, like, you know what? It's so sweet. Jack. My little boy, absolutely loves it. He's singing Doctor in Distress all the time. He asks for it every day. He's only three, and like the first time we showed it him, him, he was like, shitting along a little bit. He was enjoying it, and it got to the first picture. And I was like, "That's you, Daddy, Dad! What?" Like he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't fathom Aww. it. Which anyway, and you know what? It's the first time I've ever heard the song, it and it is yeah. a bop. I actually had it stuck in my head for a few days afterwards, just being <laughs> Doctor in distress, and. If you ever do something like that again, I need to, I need to. Well, this jump fact was pointed well. out to me by James McDonald of, like I say, uh, of the of Doctor in Distress fame, and this is from the Third Doctor Adventures Volume mm. Four, um, Rise of the New Humans, uh, Tyrants of Logic. So, according to this one, this is a Third Doctor. So, imagine the meeting with Tom uh, John Pertwee voice and. Tyrells have naturally luxuriant hair and don't need hair conditioner to make it look good. Time Lords don't need hair conditioner, Robin. I doubt they need shampoo either. So are they like Saiyans? Where That's hair what I'm going for. Perfect? They're Saiyans. <laughs> They're Saiyans. That's the crossover, Robin, you know. You know, a Saiyan, you know, and a Time Lord, their hair never changes from the day they're born except for Simon's <laughs> and moustaches. Oh, my God. Just, you know what? Considering all the amount of running that they do and all the amount of dirt and everything else that they go through on a daily basis, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe the fact that their hair just stays perfect. You know, it certainly would explain many continuity errors where the hair should be messed up, but it's really not. <laughs> Mate. You know, you, you can't oh, have your God. pretty boys or girl um, looking disheveled. No, you've got to keep that hair perfect. That is just like, oh my God. Um, I mean, like the doctor must be saving a fortune on fucking conditioner <laughs> genuinely oh my god just it's mental isn't it but there you go robin time lords don't need don't need air conditioner probably not even shampoo no just wow yeah they they do not need to go in for uh, l'oreal or kangaroo no, or no, any of these no, other no head products. and shoulders no <laughs> no <laughs> Oh my goodness, uh, that's been a fantastic episode. We've covered so much, so much in that. All my notes there. Mm. Robin, thank you so much, as always, for coming to join us. Uh, I say join us, join me. It's wonderful, you know, to have you here. And, you know, we're going to try and do another one of these, but we're going to have a few podcasts where you aren't with us, which I'm not looking forward to. I know, I know, but I've I've got my holiday that I need to go off to, which um, I'm gonna be talking about a bit more in another episode that we uh, may or may or not have recorded in advance uh, yeah. before I go. But um, <laughs> I am I'm looking forward to that, and I'm just I'm also looking forward to seeing any special guests that you bring on because yeah. i i want to see you hanging around i'm, with the, the I'm, I'm not i'm not telling you anything it. i'm just gonna i'm gonna put the podcast out when i've done them but we are gonna have some special guests Good. coming on 
um we're going we're gonna we're gonna have some guests you and me at some point some bigger guests we won't talk about it now but stay with us we've got a bright future this podcast and i can't wait for people mm. to join us on this adventure in time and space so robin let me say it to you now mate lovely to see you mate have a lovely evening i've been jack i have been robin we have been an awful lot of running a doctor who podcast thank you for joining us to for now to an awful lot of running is an unofficial doctor who podcast graphics and logo were created by jack alexander an intro and outro music were created by hudson music check them out on youtube Thank you very much for listening.